Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, he is here. Thank you, Jesus. That's such a joy to see Jesus in each of you. Worship team, thank you for shining Jesus as you've led us. I see him there, and he's ministering to me. He's ministering to you. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We are celebrating July the 4th, Independence Day. Rehearse with your kids the good things that God blessed us with in this country. Amen? That's right. It's a way to turn to Jesus, to turn to Jesus. Y'all, about uh, a little bit over a week ago, somebody called me, and they gave me a word. It was just three words. They said, felt like the Lord wanted me to give you these three words. Now, I do this often. Sometimes I'm, I'm in the middle of doing something, and I'm listening, and, and I hear within me, call so-and-so, text so-and-so, pray about this, and I'll just launch into it and do it. I'll, I'll just make a phone call. It is crazy what's happened. I called one guy and talked to him maybe two years, and I called him up, and I said, why did the Lord lead me to call you? You're on my heart, and he broke down weeping as he sat in a doctor's office with his family, and they were just struggling with some bad news. It happened this past week. I felt like I was simply to text these words, two words, trust him. And I went, do I capitalize the him? You know, what do I do? And I, I hadn't sent a text to this person. I just went, trust him. I went ahead and capitalized it. Trust him. But someone said to me uh, 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 last Saturday or Friday or Saturday, they, said, they sent me a text and they said, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. And y'all, I'm just telling you, <laughs> that little phrase stuck in me and I have been consumed with that phrase. It's, a, it's the second shortest verse in the Bible, but that's where we're going to look, look today in the scriptures is in Luke chapter 17, where Jesus actually says, look, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Today's, I'm excited because I get to, to share the word today. I actually get two Sundays now. So what we don't complete today, we will pick up next Sunday. But uh, so uh, before we get into this passage, let me, let me just tell you, uh, you, you're familiar, most of you are familiar with, the, with Lot, the, the nephew of Abraham and, and his wife. We don't have her name, but I'm just going to give you just a hint of where we're, uh, we're uh, heading to in the days ahead. Uh, when we think of remembering Lot's wife, this is what came to me. Uh, the destruction, the judgment was coming on Sodom and Gomorrah without going into the details of it. The destruction was coming on Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and as they were leaving Sodom, as they were leaving, the angels said, do not look back. And said, go up this valley to these mountains. Don't look back. Lot said, can we go to, to, uh, to this city up here? And they said, yes. They said, do not look back. And as they went along, it says that Lot's wife behind him turned back and looked, and she became a pillar of salt. 
or was encased in a pillar of salt. Um, remember Lot's wife, Jesus says. What does that mean? And I'm just going to give you a hint of where I'm going with this. Some of it today, but probably more of it next week. The question is, where are you lingering? Where are you abiding? Where am I lingering and where am I abiding? Because what happened with Lot's wife was she turned to linger. Lot had already lingered. She turned to linger with what she was leaving. And here's the danger. If you're lingering in something that God is taking you through, you may get calcified. That's at the heart of what the Lord's been speaking to me. So I just give you that little bit for free. Whatever it is that you're lingering in or abiding in that God is actually taking you through, be careful, you might get calcified. Okay? So I've summed it up. I guess we could just stop there, but y'all, this scripture is so powerful and it's so appropriate for a time as this, such a time as this. Luke chapter 17 Starting in verse 20, we'll break that down a little bit more explicitly uh, next, next week. But uh, chapter 17, verse 20, the words of Jesus, I'm gonna, it's a little bit longer passage. I, I actually thought about, I, I just thought, I'm just going to read scripture today and then sit down because it's so clear. Now, I have to follow this up and go, I, and when I started pondering this passage, I wondered why in the world did Jesus say, remember Lot's wife? It just didn't seem to fit to me. I couldn't understand it. And I finally got some res- resolution and revelation from it. So let's read. Jesus is speaking. And uh, verse 20, it says, and I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard uh, Bible translation. It says, Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them. The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, look here or there, for you see the kingdom of God is among you. Then he told the disciples, the days are coming. So he shifts from the Pharisees to the disciples. The days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you won't see it. They will say to you, look there or look here. Kind of reverse those. It just kind of was obvious to me. Look there, look here. And to the Pharisees saying, look here, look there. Don't follow or run after them when they say that. For as the lightning flashes from horizon to horizon and lights up the sky, so the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Verse 26, just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People went on eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. People went on eating and drinking and buying, selling, planting, building. But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. 
It will be like that on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a man on the housetop whose belongings are in the house must not come down to get them. Likewise, the man who is in the field must not turn back. Here's our word. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Two will be in a field. One will be taken and the other will be left. Where, Lord? They ask him. The disciples ask him. And he said to them, where the corpse is, there also the vultures will be gathered. This is the word of the Lord. This is the scripture. This is the passage that I believe the Lord has led me to today. And it's in preparation for us to ask the question, what are we looking for what are we lingering in? What are we abiding in? What are we remaining in? And, and, and even some good things, we can abide in it too long. The Lord is always moving us in a journey. He's walking with us. And if we're not careful, we might miss it. Uh, one English pastor said it this way. He was talking about the, the Queen of England was coming to town to this one smaller uh, town and it was publicized and folks came from all around to watch Queen Elizabeth come to this little village, this little town and, uh, and everybody was gathered, everybody was watching and when she got out of that Rolls Royce and, and began to walking to where she was going, everybody was in awe and this one little boy was watching this and watching all the ceremony, he went, Wow, look at that. What an incredible car. Because of the Rolls Royce. Sometimes if we're not looking, we might miss the main event. Sometimes our eyes will go off in the wrong direction. So we got to be careful where we're looking. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about where not to look first of all. Where not to look. Y'all okay? Where we are not supposed to look. First of all, well, let me just tell you the three. I got three points. No big uh, acronyms or anything this time. Just three points. Don't look around. Don't look back. And don't look ahead. Don't look around. Don't look back. And don't look ahead. For, for, for me to be able to talk about remember Lot's wife, if I don't do this passage justice, I'm going to miss something. So I could just haul off and talk to you about remember Lot's wife and tell you what I've been getting personally. But if we don't do justice to the passage, if we don't take it into context and ask the question, what was it that God was saying to the person that was writing? It was Luke. 
and what he was saying to the people that would read this. What, what was this about? If we don't get the context of this, it kind of messes everything up. Y'all, we have to value the written word of God. Value the written word of God. If there's anything the Lord's been saying to me in, these past, in this past week and past days, it's that, that we need to be reading the written word of God. We need to be reading it. There's some things that if we read it, it'll shock us. You will see our present culture and present generation in the scripture if you read it. And you'll get a perspective from God's view that will change everything. So read the scripture. So we've got to do this passage justice. And we need to understand what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees and to his disciples. So first of all, when the Pharisees asked uh, when the kingdom of God will come, Jesus answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No, that, that kind of puts a little uh, thought in there. If we're looking for something and it's not observable, how do you see it? Right? So it's not, uh, he's not coming with something observable. No one will say, look here or there, for you see the kingdom of God is among you. Is anybody by any chance, are, are, are you, do you have a different translation of, of, of the last part of that verse? The kingdom of God is among you. What, what, what version you got there, Matt? What version is that? Okay, New King James. The kingdom of God is within you. Anybody else have a different version? In your midst, what version? New American Standard. Anybody else? Does anybody just happen to be looking at the Greek? Oh, yeah, what you got? Yep. The king, what version is that? The what? One New Man Bible, okay. What you got, Michael? Yep. Already among you. Okay, does anybody happen to be reading the Greek text on that? Yeah? Do you have it out? So, um, it says, hey, Basiliah, uh, to theo, uh, hen, hen, I mean, entos, uh, homon, estin. Right? So, what is the word there that was translated among you, around you, in the midst of you, in you? Are y'all okay with this? We didn't practice this. He didn't, he didn't know what we were doing. What? Uh, I put you on the spot there. Let's see how good your Greek is. <laughs> <laughs> the word is entos, which is which can mean inside of, but humon is plural. So he's saying it's inside y'all. Inside y'all. Yeah. There's only one other time in the scripture that the word hentos is used. It's in Matthew, and it's when Jesus is talking about the Pharisees and says that, that they, they, are, they are got all kind of yucky stuff on the outside of them, but the inside of them is messed up, in toss. That's the only other place it's used. But it comes from the word en, 
which means in. It's used 2,777 times in the New Testament. So intimates movement. Movement. The opposite is ectos, coming out of. Okay. Entos is going into. Okay, there's movement of the kingdom. So get this, the Pharisees, now if this was, here, let me take that back before you try, try to preach my sermon. <laughs> um, so get this, if it was disciples talking, we might, get, we might say, okay, that makes sense. But the Pharisees, I don't want to be a Pharisee because they're never, ever fair, you see. I don't want to be a Sadducee because they're always really sad, you see, right? Pharisees, no. But Jesus says to them, they ask a question, kind of trying to, if you look in the, a couple of chapters before, it says they were scoffing at him. They're, they're giving him a hard time and they ask, what, what, how, where, what's, how do we know when the kingdom is coming? And he says, he says the king, you, you're not going to look here or there or there or here. Don't look around you. The kingdom of God is actually within you. The kingdom of God. What does that mean? Y'all, I want to I wanna say to you, whether you're lost or born again, every human being has been imprinted with the image of God. And, and, and for those that are lost, that have not been born again, we're just kind of dead men living. But we have the stamp of the image of God. That's the reason we're not meant to rule over each other. In fact, leaders in the New Testament are, are challenged. Don't lord over them. Serve, shepherd, love. But the, but the truth is, even the lost person is imprinted with that thumbprint of God, the image of God within them. The kingdom of God is within you. Our job is to go out and find the lost and lead them to Jesus so that they can be born again and be saved and come into eternal life right here, right now. Right? But the kingdom is within you. Now, I want to tell you, it is easy for us. It seems like we are looking for the kingdom. Folks are looking for the kingdom. And folks will jump from here to there to here to there to everywhere because they think, oh, the kingdom is here. Oh, no, no, the kingdom is there. No, the kingdom is here. No, it's there. And y'all, we've got more folks church hopping because they've got the promise of something new and, and folks are getting out of one thing and into the other because they're looking for something that is actually supposed to be internal in them anyway. So the kingdom of God is within you. Don't be looking around for it. Look inside and say, your kingdom come. Your will be done in me. You're, you'll have revival all by yourself. You can enjoy the presence of God. That's what being filled with the Spirit means. That we have his Spirit within us that brings life through us. Hallelujah. If we can get this, y'all, we will understand what it means to walk in Sabbath rest. Jesus actually said about in Matthew 16, 4, he said, you are a wicked generation that's looking for a sign. If you're looking for a sign, you're a wicked and adulterous generation because any sign could happen anywhere. Satan can imitate signs. 
And if you get drawn into the hype and excitement of something, y'all, I'm not saying, uh, if, if you hear that God is moving in a place, I'm not saying don't go visit. Man, I, I want to know what God's doing around the world. We should be having reports and testimony and praises. We have folks in here that went to Asbury when that, that got, got uh, shook loose there. Uh, it's okay to go to those places, but don't be drawn in by when someone says the kingdom is happening here or there. You just go, hey, it's happening here inside of me. The kingdom of God is something internal in us, so don't be looking around. If you're, if you're looking out there, you may miss him. And here the, the, the Pharisees, they're blind. They're talking to Jesus and asking him where the kingdom is. He is the king. They missed it, right? Wow, what a great car. And missed the royalty. So, second point, don't look back. Don't look back. So he told his disciples, the days are coming when you will long to see uh, one of the days of the Son of Man, but you won't see it. They will say to you, look here, look there, look here. Don't follow or run after them. That's, your, that's the don't look around. For as the lightning flashes from horizon to horizon, the lights, lights up the sky, so the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must, be, must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation, this evil generation. Now here comes the don't look back. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People went on eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. People went on eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting and building. But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like that on that day that the Son of Man is revealed. Hey, Jesus, it's prophesied in the scripture that Jesus is coming twice. We know about from the Old Testament, we, we have so many passages that talk about his birth. And, 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 and y'all, he's coming again. The New Testament tells it. We're to look expectantly. In, in, in the Old Testament, it talked about Jesus coming the first time. And when he came, he came into a manger. And it was one little, one big star that was shining that shined a light on that one place where Jesus came. But y'all, when he comes again, you're not going to miss it. Because it'll be a lightning flash that goes 186,000 miles uh, per second. Well, if you took the circumference of the earth, that thing's 127,000 miles. Do you think that all the earth will know when he comes? When he comes back, it won't be one little star. It'll be a lightning flash all the way around. He's coming back. He says, on that day, a man on the housetop whose belongs are in the house must not... Y'all, if we get into the end time stuff, and I am just not the guy that has the answers about that. I love to hear people talk about end times and, you know, the fulfillment of scripture and all that. But I, I tend to agree with them all. I, I mean, I go, wow, that's great. It's kind of like, you know, and, and then somebody else says, no, that one's wrong. I'm right. And I just go, I don't even know 
But look, if we just take this for face value, there's coming a time when Jesus is going to break open the sky and you need to be ready because it's in this context that he says, remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. He goes on to say, it's the basis of one of our original songs here, whoever tries to make, this is what happened with Lot's wife. We see some of her heart. Whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. That's what she was doing. She was looking to the security that she had in Sodom. In fact, next week we'll go in a little bit more detail, but if you want to see the iniquity of Sodom, just go to uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, uh, chapter 16, verses 49 and 50. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49 and 50. Let me just give you the hint there. He's, the iniquity of Sodom was pride, plenty of food, and, uh, and, and, and comfortable security. And, and they had all of that, but they didn't help the poor. And then it says, because see, we think of Sodom, we think of sodomy, and we think of all the evil stuff. But when, when we are pride and arrogant and haughty in our own selves and think that we've got it made, that's when we're in danger because we're not, we, we, we are declaring our independence and not our dependence on God. And, and, and uh, so in that, it says they, they, they became haughty and, and did detestable things or acts before the Lord. And it says there in Ezekiel, God removed them. Boom. Next week, we're going to talk about the judgment of God on Sodom. That's probably not going to be one that everybody's excited to hear. In fact, I woke up this morning at 3 o'clock quite depressed that I was going to be talking about this today. And it took me wrestling with God throughout the day and going, Lord, throughout the morning, Lord, how am I going to... Because I'm an exhorter. I'm an encourager. I like everybody to smile and be happy. But the truth is, there <laughs> some of you just smiles. <laughs> okay, I've got ADD. And you just distracted me right there. That was pretty funny right there. So I want everybody to be happy, but the truth is there is a judgment that is coming. It is going to happen. The more I read the scripture about Sodom, the more I'm seeing things around me. And I'm going, oh my God, if you did this with Sodom, what are you going to do with the things around me? And it's kind of depressing. And you know what I heard the Lord say this morning? Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Because if you remember Lot's wife, you will see the kingdom within you that will produce a Sabbath within you that you can walk through anything because your security is not based on your experience in our culture or in any other kingdom on earth. Our security is based on the kingdom of God, which is inside of us. That's security, y'all. So don't look back. We're going to dive into that pretty deeply next week. So we're going to move from there because uh, I, you know, I don't, I, 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 there's a clock up there that says 1144. And I think if I can't say what I'm supposed to say before 12 o'clock, then I, I, I just, there's an internal thing about me. So uh, just bear with, some of you are going, Johnny, get over it, just stop. 
but I see, I'm, I'm going to bring the word next Sunday so I can follow this up and we'll dive into it deeper. But I, I want us to look at, at what it says here about not looking ahead, not looking ahead. Because he, 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 he says, I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed, one will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken, the other left. Two will be in a field. One will be taken, the other will be left. <clears throat> and the disciples go, where, Lord? Where's this happening? Not just when, but where? And, he, and they asked him, and he said, said to them, where the corpse is, there also the vultures will be gathered. Y'all, do you... Do you, do you see so many people talking about end times in this day? And they're talking about this prophecy being fulfilled and these things. Y'all, if Jesus came back right this second, he wouldn't have to apologize for anything. He, he, he could come back right now. Before you take the next breath, that lightning flash that engulfs the whole earth. And how is that going to happen? You know, the dead in Christ... They're, they're already, they've got to jump on us. I think they're going to have a ringside seat with this. But for us, well, what's it going to be like? It's going to be in a second that it's going to be revealed and he's going to be there. Not just the, 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 uh, the lamb that was sacrificed, but the lion of the tribe of Judah is coming back. So, so, so when he comes back, what's going to happen to us? Some folks say, where's heaven? Well, often we point up. But, you know, there's something about there's another realm around us, not just up there. If we go into Revelation, we can see, I, I mean, I've gone all over the scripture this past week, and I'm doing it right now with you. But you can see that, that, that there's going to be a gathering of 144,000 at Mount Zion. Where's that? You could say it's in Jerusalem. And some folks would be looking here and there and saying, I want to be at this church when he comes back. I want to be in this country. I want to be in this city. But listen, it's not about here and there around us. When he comes back, we, there will be a gathering at Mount Zion. But who's not to say, who's there to say that, that, that Mount Zion is actually in the eternal realm, Mount Zion? That we go up and what's a reflection here on earth is a reality in the eternal realm. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's going to be a gathering. How long does that take? I don't know. What about all the prophecy? I don't know, but I know this. Jesus says it right here. He says, it's going to happen. So what are we going to do? Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Tonight, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Do what you've been doing. Godly people, go to sleep. God gives his children rest. Some folks are so consumed with the Lord coming back that they they are they going step all night. You'll wear yourself down pretty quick if you, you use your own strength to do that. What about the farmer who's out in the field? Go plow your field. If you're working in the kitchen, work in the kitchen. Don't get so caught up about the things that you're talking about that you don't live in the reality of the kingdom right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
I've talked to people. I've heard folks so excited about prayer. And they're just telling me about prayer and how God's showing them this and doing that. And other people are hearing. And I'm just going, that's interesting. The whole time inside of me, I hear the Lord say, ask them how their prayer life is. (laughs) And I did. What is it that you're lingering in in that prayer? We are a lot about talky, talky, talky and no walky, walky, walky. We can talk about the prophecy and look to the future and miss the kingdom right now. Go to sleep tonight. Get up in the morning. Go to your job. Do your work. It's going to happen. The disciples then ask the question, where? Where's it going to be? And you get this crazy thing. I'm sitting there. I've, I've been going to another Bible scholar. Y'all, Debbie is a Bible scholar. She is in the Word all the time. And so I'm trying to talk this stuff through with her. I'm going, what the heck did Jesus mean when he said, where the corpse is, there also the vultures will be gathered. And I'm going, corpse? So a corpse is a body maybe without a spirit that stinks, dead. And so the vultures come around. How's that got anything to do with it? But y'all, the vulture is not necessarily a bad animal when you look at the, in, in, the, in the biblical sense. It's actually a royal kind of animal. And he's basically saying to his disciples, would you stop that talk? When it happens, you're going to see it. If, if you watch buzzards or vultures, uh, you know, they circle around. And before you know it, the whole crowd of them are just all swarming We see that, hunters, right? They come because they instinctively know. Listen, saint, when Jesus comes back, you will know. Don't, and here's the secret to not looking back. If you, if you right now are, are, are so caught up in what you hold in your hands that when he comes, you have to check your hands or check your house, or check downstairs, or check your retirement, or check your car, or check your family, or check your... He comes back with a lightning flash. Don't look back. Go. Go to that Mount Zion. I don't know what that means, but I know this. You will know, and you'll be ready to roll. I don't know how this fits in your eschatology, and I don't really care. Because this is the word of the Lord and it's clear. Jesus is speaking clearly here. Don't be caught up with the things here and there. Don't be caught up with the things of the past. And don't be caught up with the things of the future. Look, let the kingdom of God within you come alive. All of that we have to have when we... Next week, come back to remember Lot's wife and we understand what God is doing. Y'all, he is a God of justice and a God of mercy. You can be sure he is going to be a God of justice. That means there will be a reckoning. There is a final reckoning, but some of us, we're living outside of the center of God's will and we're having all kinds of things come on us. Christians, things coming on them. And it may be that God 
is wanting to shake some things so that what we end up is the unshakable kingdom within us, right? That's what God's preparing us for. And it's good news, y'all. This, this is revolutionary. If we can get this, we can walk in Sabbath every day. We've got doomsdayers, people complaining and being negative about everything around us. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe there are some things that are really messed up. Go, man, that's messed up. You know what I've learned to say in the past few weeks? I see things that are messed up and I go, wow, Lord, glad that's not my problem. That's your problem because I'm living in Sabbath. I'm addicted to Sabbath rest now. That means I go to sleep and it means I get up and I work. I'm actually working harder than I ever have. But I'm not doing it in my own strength. I'm doing it in his. Because I'm not taking on the problems of the world. I'm letting him take them on. And I'm just simply, simply living a surrendered life. Some of us, some of you in here are so prophetic and so righteous driven that you are going, obedience, that's the center of it all. No! Obedience is important, but surrender is better. Because if you're surrendered, then you will be obedient. Do you hear what I'm saying? Live the surrendered life, not the obedient life. The obedience will come if you're surrendered. If you're surrendered, he's got your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Live surrendered. So, I think that's all I'm going to say about that today. And you can pray for me because I think there's more revelation coming to me. Uh, I will say this. In, if you read Second Peter chapter 2, read the whole chapter. Oh, my goodness. It talks about the very things we're looking at here. But in it, it says Lot actually tormented himself because of the things that he saw. Get ready to have some things challenged in us because some of us are playing around in Sodom and God is wanting to get us out of that. You hear? We can talk about everybody else, but the truth is it's us because it's within us, right? This is not a work. Some of us are tormented by demons. Y'all, I went to the movies the other night. It was, this is Facebook Live. I'm realizing everything I'm saying, if, Time goes on, and 10 years from now, somebody could look at this and go, wow, that guy was pretty crazy. But I went to the movies and watched Indiana Jones, okay? And it was quite interesting to me. I'm not going to go into a detail of that, but I'm going to tell you what shocked me, the advertisements and the shorts before it. I was so shocked. Y'all, it said something Disney film coming up. Next thing I know, this horrendous, demonic creature is doing weird stuff in front of me, and there's like three or four movies that are coming to your cinemas. And I'm going, I don't want Sodom in this house. I don't want it in Starkville. It used to be hidden, but now it's in our face. Talk to your children about the way it used to be. Right now, we're pumping it into our house, and we're pumping it into our pockets. 
God is saying, don't let the things of this world, the thing, if you're concerned about the things of this world so much so that you have to look back, it's not the thing that you're holding, it's the thing that's holding you. And God is wanting to set us free from that. We're meant to live, live free in the kingdom. Princes and, and princesses in the kingdom of God. Oh boy, I could keep going. I, but I think, look, will you join me in this journey of asking the Lord this week, what does it mean, remember Lot's wife? Go back to Genesis, read Genesis 18 and 19. Read 2 Peter chapter two and ask the Lord to show you what remember Lot's wife is supposed to mean for 